Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. guys welcome back to another episode of the eye candy podcast so i'm a really bad podcast host i know i'm terrible at it i'm getting better but i'm actually really really bad um i keep doing this thing where i'm taking two two breaks off of a month so i make a podcast episode every other week and i promise you i'm not doing it on purpose and that's not how i want to run this shit but um the problem is is that I keep reformatting the way I do episodes and I want it to be perfect. I don't want to hop on the mic and then be fake as fuck because I really don't like my outline or don't like what I'm talking about or whatever, whatever. So just a couple things tweaked and I hope you guys like it. You guys might not notice a difference. You might. Hopefully you like it. But I have to say that and preface that. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. Anyhow, how are you guys? I hope you guys had a great, wonderful week. Um... It is a Sunday night. It's dark in my room. I have a pink light for ambiance. I'm cozy with a cover because my house is 50 degrees. It's been a great weekend. It's been a great two weeks since the last time you guys have heard from me. Um, let's see. Friday, we went to... Damn, I keep forgetting what I did on Friday. Friday, we went to this place we always go to called Adore. That's kind of like our thing. You know, everybody has their place. And a door is our place. So we went to a door. Then we left because you like you love the music, you love the vibes, but you kind of get you're over it quicker. So we went at like eleven something, so we had like somewhere to sit because it's like this small, it's a really small area. It's a hookah lounge. We don't like sitting outside because the music's not booming there. So we always sit inside at a table and we had to go at like eleven something in order to get a seat. So we went at eleven something, end up finding a seat and we were jamming, you know what I'm saying? We got a hookah, a little hookah hookah, and then we dipped. So that was Friday. Literally nothing happened. And then on, oh, wait. No, we did that on Saturday. Okay, so Saturday, we actually went a couple places, but we went thrift shopping at a new thrift store, and I found a real, like, pretty good pieces. I've been looking for, like, a, a thrifted blazer, a men's blazer, and I finally found one. I'm really in my thrift girl era right now, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of good at it, too, if I really think about it. I'm really good at it. So on Friday, I mean, on Saturday, I wore a thrifted outfit I, I thrifted, like, two weeks ago. And I'm trying to step into, like, this new style a little bit, so I'm playing around with it. And I'm kind of stuck between wanting to be a clean girl with, like, the minimal makeup, no lashes, but play around with, like, a lip color and some blush with a really simple look, but kind of, like, still edgy you know what I'm saying and then I'm also like stuck between being that girl like an it girl and a cool girl so I'm, I'm debating on like what era I'm like there's only one moment in your life where you can like have the freedom to be just as outrageous with your style and do whatever the fuck you want let me not put any limits that's any age but there's only like the 20s is you're meant to do that shit because you're meant to wear some stuff ugly fuck up and then find something better but I don't know I kind of just want to jump to the gun and be like not make the mistake of not knowing what the fuck I'm doing so I don't know I'm really I'm in this mode where I'm like what's my style like I have a pretty good idea I love a pop of color but I also like to keep things really simple I don't know like I'm really I'm straddling Kendall Jenner and Kylie like I'm right in the middle I love Kendall Jenner's casual cutesy looks she's really always going for comfort but I love Kylie's looks who's like I'm gonna step out be that girl my heels might hurt but it's for for the city you know it's for it's for the girls and I'm stuck between that that you know that little fine line but I'll figure it out in due time but anyway so yeah Saturday um we went to we reserved a table at this place called crew which is like in the center of downtown um, cute little vibe. We just ate. It was $13 for some nachos. Like something I could have made at my house, literally. The queso, the fucking chicken, the jalapenos. Why is it $13? That price should be cut in half. It should literally be like $6, $7. The fact that it was 13 I can't believe it. 
they were good, but like I could literally make those at my house. I, I don't get it. So it's, you know, the food be pricey in the city. I'm not gonna lie. The food be a little pricey. And it's, it's really frustrating because like, we purposely pre-gamed and drank enough so we wouldn't get drinks outside, but we wanted to also bar hop, but we also knew that we needed to eat. And I didn't even eat there. My friend got lamb chops, two little skinny ass lamb chops. What the fuck is she supposed to do with that? And then some mashed potatoes in the center of it, which was like, I don't know, like a size of a yogurt, like dead ass. Like what the fuck is she supposed to do with that? $22. Please, please explain that. And the last time I went to this place, I got lobster mac and cheese for $18. And I kid you not. It was probably the size of a really small ashtray. Like, it was so tiny, and I paid $18 for it, and I was pissed. On top of that, they add gratuity already onto your tab. So, like, your shit is just way more expensive. Granted, like, the girls are getting tipped, whatever. You know, you're, this is your job, and I support it. Like, do what you do. But please, like, send me to management. Why the fuck is your food so expensive? Like, the drinks, I will pay a good $13 for a mixed drink. Something good, something delicious. Please let it be more drink than ice. But I will pay $13 for the look, for the drink, whatever. For some nachos? You got me fucked up. You got me You got me way fucked up. But you know what? It's okay. It's fine. It's totally cool. Um, nonetheless, it was a cool night. I'm going to say it was cool. We were going to bar hop somewhere else, but it just didn't end up that way. But, yeah, and then here we are. I took a nap all day. I took like an eight hour, I was about to lie. I took a hour to two hour nap. I think it was three hours because it was seven, four, five, six, seven. So I took a three hour nap today. I fell asleep to the new Pinocchio on Disney Plus. And me and my boyfriend are actually talking about Pinocchio. Like it's kind of weird if you think about it. Like he made, granted, don't come for me because I really don't know the backstory. Like I wasn't really watching and I've never really seen the original. But, like, it's kind of weird that he, like, made a doll like his son. And I don't know what happened to his son. Like, rest in peace or I'm sorry. But, like, I, I'm i confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why he would make a doll for his son. Like, mimicking his son or whatever. Then he turned into a real boy. Like, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It's a little weird. If you really look, like, if you really zoom out and look at Disney stories for what they are, like, a lot of shit is really weird. Like... Ursula. First of all, speaking of Ursula, this is not what I meant in my recap, but fuck it. I'm just going to recap like everything that I've seen in the news, how I feel, whatever. First of all, actually, no, we're going to save this for what caught my eye because I was about to go on a rant. We don't have time for that. But like I said, like Ursula stealing a voice, like you're fucking hating ass bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's the shit I'm talking about. Like these bitches are so mad. I don't know. I love Disney movies though, but it's just like at the same time, like, are y'all okay? Like, Walt Disney, are you okay? You know? Like, some of these storylines are a little freaky. I need to put my glasses on. But anyway, that's basically it. That was basically my weekend. Um, Let's see. Let's get into TV, movie, and Rex. So, I watched The Kardashians on Hulu. It finally premiered. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a Kardashian girly at first. But also, I feel like The Kardashian on the Kardashians on, um, I, th I think it was called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, on E! News, I feel like it just wasn't for me. I feel like Hulu really gave them a platform to show, like, their their stories, and they're able to be honest and not, it doesn't have to be, like, fabricated. Mind you, they still probably, like, stir up drama and shit for the fuck of it, but I like the Kardashians. I'm not a Kardashian hater, and I was really excited to see the new season. I think the one thing I'm more upset about is... I'm upset that the first episode had to be, granted, I get it, it's reality TV, like, this is the point, but I'm upset that the first episode had to be so much about Khloe Kardashian addressing rumors about Tristan and the whole thing that had happened, like, it sucks that that had to be the first episode, and the entire episode was about Khloe, and I'm just like, in my, it took me back to a time where she had said, in um, another episode that she's used to taking shit for the team like she'll do it for the family and whatnot and it, I really saw that it's like mind you I have a conspiracy and it just started today like this is a brand new conspiracy but I feel like the reason why they let the first episode be about her is because they didn't want the talk to be about Kylie because we still need to know the baby's name like honestly and not that we need to know but the Kardashians are so open it's kind of 
interesting to me that like that's not something we know after seven months and before I get into my conspiracy let me just narrow down my thoughts I will say I loved how supportive Kim was of Chloe throughout the entire episode we didn't see too much of Courtney but she's living her life and you know she's enjoying her little what oh shit oh that's crazy um he was trying to be like a so bad like what the fuck that ass oh my god guys i have to tell you what happened this weekend so we met i don't know if you guys know we live right next to a recording studio right and we were driving by and we're like oh my god there's a there's a g-wagon right there let's take a picture in front of it so we whip around and we didn't know it was a recording studio until the next day. We never knew what this building was for. We always see nice cars outside of it or whatever, whatever. And we never knew what it was for. We saw a G-Wagon. We pulled up and my friend's like, hey, can you um, can we take a picture by your G-Wagon? They're like, yeah, fuck it. Go take a picture. So we take a picture. We're doing our thing, whatever. Like probably being so fucking ratchet, but we didn't give a fuck. And they're probably enjoying the fact that we asked them to take a picture. Like two females, like duh. So we get back in the car and my mom's like, bro, this is money. I just talked to Money Man. And we're like, what? Like, we dead ass did not even fucking see him. But long story short, and apparently Money Man was pretty cool. He was cool or whatever. And we figured out it was a recording studio. That's why people were there. And he just showed me a picture of Money Man standing by the G-Wagon that we were at. And that's pretty cool. It's funny. Full circle moment. But anyway, Kardashians um yeah Courtney is just busy living her life and loving life and I love that for her I want to see more Kendall because I really am like a Kendall stan right now and I'm gonna get to my like opinions about her because a lot of people don't fuck with her because I think she's like a pick me and like tries too hard I disagree but like I said I'll get to that in today's episode anywho um we saw Kylie we saw Kylie and we saw her room she was trying to comfort her sister so all in all it was a really good first episode I just hate that it had to be just all about Chloe like I wanted to see everybody else and it was just kind of a little depressing and sad because obviously like it's sad to go through that and she's really strong and I a lot of uncomfortable conversations had to be had because this is a show number one it's reality tv number two and number three like these are conversations you obviously have with your family the only difference is it's in front of a camera so we really got a deeper look into how she felt about things. I felt like she was really emotional in the um, in the interviews, like the little breaks they'd be taking or whatever. I feel like she was really emotional there. Um, but in the moment, like during filming, she never seemed that emotional to me. I think it was it was her talking about it um, directly. She felt like she was talking to the people. That's when she got the most emotional. But anyway, um, yeah, so the Kardashians on Hulu premiered. So go watch that. And I'm going to recap whenever I feel like it's important. I'm not going to recap like every episode, but just something new that I watched. And then the weekend before last, I was looking for things to watch on Hulu because Hulu is like my favorite subscription service. Like they have the best TV shows, the best movies. I'm not going to say Hulu original movies, but they have like the best movies that are like movies that have been out, the movies that they add. I find them to be the best. Um, The best TV shows, I feel like whatever you get it. I love Hulu. And Freeform put out a show called The Come Up on Hulu, and it's about a bunch of 20-year-olds, mid-20s, early-20s, 20-year-olds trying to make it in New York City. And I have a big New York City fantasy. And when I tell you I'm obsessed, like, it was, like, the lives of these New Yorkers, like, how they make it. So one of them, like, puts on big-ass parties. Another one wants to be an actor. Another one just moved out there from Texas. Um, another one's a model who used to be engaged to a, um, a really famous model. Another one – oh, another one's a photographer. I think her name's Sophia. I followed her on Instagram because she actually has good work. But she takes, like, editorial-type pictures, and she's really fucking good. And she's, like, a college dropout. Well, she's not. Well, she wasn't a dropout then. She was taking like a, a break, and then she came to terms with the fact that she wanted to continue with just photography. Which, girl, do it. Like she literally already has deals. So I'm like, which was really cool to watch. And then just a bunch of creatives, a bunch of creatives trying to make it in New York City. They're young, they're making mistakes. They also tap into relationships. Um, it's also really queer centric. So just kind of promoting that lifestyle of the LGBT. Q plus community and damn I, it's such a fucking tongue twister every time I say that I can't fucking talk I'd be like cute like what the fuck is wrong with me 
But yeah, um, the LGBT can. I do it every time. LGBTQ. There we go. Community. Um, and so it's really cool. I forgot the neighborhood. They com- they called it the Diamond, the Diamond District. I forgot, but it's like a really, it's a really cool neighborhood with all the people that go there, like young people that go there and they go to parties. It's like the same people they see every time. And it's just a bunch of create. I love the show. I loved it. I love all the people on there. Um, and it just makes me so much more excited. I need to visit. I haven't been there in like five years because my aunt lives there and that's my first time I fell in love with New York. I never cared until that moment. One day, one dia. But yeah, the come up on Hulu, really, really good. I think you guys should watch it. And that's basically it for TV, movie, and Rex. I haven't been watching a lot of TV. I've been trying to find books. I say this every time and I'm struggling. And like I said, I think I'm just going to switch to paperbacks because Wattpad is just not working for me anymore. And it needs to work. And it's not. So anyway... That's it for TV, movies, and recs. Now we're going to move in to the wellness check. So uh, this week I want to talk about kind of like waking up in moods, right? So this past week, I think it was like a Tuesday, I woke up with like the worst attitude. My computer wasn't working. I was trying to clock into work. It was 8 a.m. I just was pissed off. Like the day started off not being a vibe and I try to like curate my atmosphere before I start working. So I'll listen to a soundscape. I'll listen to the calm app. I might start with a podcast. I don't usually do that anymore because I watch, I listen to podcasts throughout my shift, but I try to start with something like with high frequencies and just good vibes. And it really curates the rest of my day. Well, it wasn't like I started off with an attitude and that's different from what I usually start off with. So as I was doing my routine, I was like, just get out of this attitude. Like, just tap out of it, you know? So I was doing my routine. I put on some soundscapes. I put on Jay Shetty's um, Calm playlist. And I just, I love it. He has, like, the most calming music ever. And I listened to a soundscape that he um, had on his playlist. And I was basically, like, praying to God and just talking to him and just saying how thankful I am. I was just like, let me just tap into gratitude, you know? Like, being grateful, feeling good and just like the fact I was able to wake up this morning it's a beautiful day it was a sunny day you know like just comfortable and I I have a desk in my room this is where I work this is where I podcast for you guys so like my room is comfy I make sure like everything in my room is very comfortable and I was like you know what I today doesn't have to be a bad day like I don't have to be pissy all day I don't have to have attitude all day I'm gonna have to work for eight hours I might as well like figure out how the fuck I'm going to get through this work shift because this attitude is not cutting it. So I listened to that. I was praying. I was like, wow, like I felt so much better. And it's like, you are in charge of like how your day goes. You're in charge of like, you're in charge of your atmosphere. You're in charge of your peace. That's something you can control. You're in charge of your attitude. That's something that you can always control. You might not be able to always change your atmosphere and the people around you and your environment but you can definitely change your attitude so the affirmation for this week is I have the ability to make my day what I want it to be so if you wake up pissed and shit is not going right it's up to you to turn it around and dictate what type of day it will be okay that affirmation was supposed to be like really sweet and cute (laughs) and I'm like um the shit that you deal with if you're pissed no I'm just kidding anyways guys you know what I mean you can dictate what day you want and with that, we're going to just move straight into what caught my eye this week. All right, you guys, it's time for what caught my eye. This is any eye candy moment that we cover in TV, movies, pop culture, news. And I have two stories for you today. But the first one, we're, talk- we're talking about the TikTok tea, okay? We're going to tap into the TikTok streaks. And I feel so heavily about this conversation. So if you guys know who Taylor Holder is, about six plus months ago, it came out or it was alleged allegedly it came out that he was something sexually assault assaulting like something like that right that's what we're assuming that's what's allegedly happening and no people came forward just a bunch of cease and desist were sent to like other tiktokers close around him or people that might know and even his friends that he lived in a content house with and all this shit right so bfs podcast with dave portnoy and brianna mcchicken fry and josh whatever his name is basically They talked about it because the previous episode they had on Mads Lewis and she said, 
you can't get a cease and desist if you're a victim. So then we're all like, oh, she's a victim and he did something to her because they were talking about the Taylor Holder situation. Then the next episode, Taylor Holder, well, not not in that episode, but like there was a video that came out after that episode where Taylor Holder basically after six months addressed the situation in some type of way, didn't really address shit. He said, I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I've never done this. I've never done that. Just saying what he didn't do, right? And then he says, Maz Lewis went on the BFS podcast and said this, there's nothing that happened to her and this shit and that shit. Like just talking out his ass. He's like, everybody shut the fuck. Like just being so defensive, right? Mind you, this is the first video he's came out talking about it. When people wanted, he came on the BFS podcast when the allegations first started and said absolutely nothing. He wanted to go on the BFS podcast to clear his name. And he continued to just say, my lawyer's this, my lawyer's that and didn't address shit. So here's what pisses me off is that he makes the video saying that he didn't do anything, but yet why be so defensive on video? Like it's all bullshit to me. That's what it's, that's what it is. It's bullshit. Like he said, and then they made a good point on BFS. It was like almost like him saying that like he has, he has things on the girls and if they come out and say anything, he will be exposing like their nudes and whatever. Again, allegedly, I'm not saying any of this is true, but I think it's all bullshit. And Dave Portnoy had said that he thinks that Taylor Holder might be innocent. And I don't think so. Granted, like we don't know. Right. So there is a chance that maybe Taylor Holder didn't do anything. Right. There's a chance. However, I don't think so. I don't think you send out a cease and desist to everybody around you and all your friends, including your friends and all types of shit. Then you move from L.A. and do all that. You can't be innocent. If you're innocent, speak up. If I'm innocent about something, I'm going to tell the whole world that I'm innocent. I'm not going to go on a podcast to say my lawyers told me not to say this or that. Come clean. If there's a misunderstanding, come clean about that misunderstanding. Like, that's the fucking shit I'm talking about. And it just pissed me off because when I was just hearing it, I'm like, bro, people in LA are something else. Like, y'all get a y'all get a little bit of clout and think that your lawyer is the end-all sawball. It's not. At the end of the day, morally, in society, you look dumb. It's bullshit. And that's what I think. And that's my piece. That's all I had to say. But I'm just so tired of it. Like, when he came out about it, everyone in Hollywood, well, there's people that should, that I think, know um, what happened, which is why they were sent cease and desist, or they think they know about a situation. So that's why they were sent out, because he's like, I don't know what they know. But it's just like, dude, like, why not tell people around you, like, this is what happened. Let me come clean. Like, you guys, it's like when Sienna May went on the podcast. Granted, she came with, like, a... Um, what is what are they called? Like the body, the body reading people who read body language, the body language readers. She came on with that and she had like a whole video made that was legally made. And she came out to say she didn't do this or that. Granted, is there still bullshit to that? In my opinion, yes. However, she spoke on it many, many times because her truth is that she thinks she didn't do anything wrong. And I have a whole separate opinion about that. I do think that she did something wrong. If somebody's uncomfortable, they're uncomfortable. All the blurred lines and shit, I don't think it's anybody else to dictate how, like, it's not for you to dictate if that person was uncomfortable. You might not have thought you made them uncomfortable, but that should have been a conversation between you and that person. I'm talking about the Jack guy and Sienna, but that situation, a whole different situation. That's been like a year old. But anyway, Taylor Holder came on and just said nothing. Like, and he's the one that reached out to BFFs to go on the podcast. And then he still said nothing. And now I see him like making TikToks with these random ass Nashville boys and shit. And it's so corny to me. Like you move on and act like you didn't do shit. You didn't address shit. But as soon as somebody said and came out and you heard that they might say that they're a victim, all of a fucking sudden you want to get on a camera and say you didn't do this or that or this. Then why the fuck was it so hard to say in the beginning? That's what's not adding up to me. Because now you're, you're able to talk heavily, which means you have something on a victim. And that's the reason why you feel like it's okay to come out because you're, you're a little confident now. You feel like it's blown over. You feel like you're, sh- you're the shit again. You done made some new white boy friends and you feel like everything's all good and gravy in L.A. Or not in L.A., but in life or whatever. It's just like, y'all are sick. Boys are so fucking sick. And I'm not saying like boys are the only ones that do this, but him specifically, he's fucking sick. Everybody is sick as fuck to me. And that situation just sucks. And I pray for the victims and that you guys are able to recover and hopefully able to tell your story if you're ready. But those are my feelings on that. Now, for something less heavy and something I'm really excited for. So, Kim Kardashian, I think she did like a collab with, and this is the second story, by the way. Kim Kardashian 
did a collab with Dolce & Gabbana. I think she like worked on the, a collection with them or something like that. Not too sure. But Chloe, Chris, Corey Gamble, and Massimo. Sorry, his name is um. Oh fuck, what's his name? Is it Michael? No, it's not. Okay, I'm just gonna call him Massimo from 365. He was seen. I think it is Michael. I think it's Michael Moron. Something like that, right? Whatever, you get it. Massimo. Massimo was seen front row sitting right next to Chloe. I don't think it was like they came together or anything like that. Like, you're seated based off of um, popularity. You're seated based off of, like, A-list, B-list, whatever. Massimo is an A-lister. Um, let's be real. So he was sitting right next to Chloe Kardashian for the Dolce & Gabbana show. And I think Dolce & Gabbana is actually an Italian brand, which makes sense why he was front row as well. So that makes sense. Everything makes sense. But anyway... So yeah, he was sitting in front row and there was a picture that came out that Chloe and Massimo posted on Instagram with them hugging each other. And he's like looking at her and she's like looking off to the side. And I am so here for it. I'm so here for it. And I, I would be a little bit more here for it if I didn't. See, TikTok always changes my opinion on stuff. Because when Tyler, the one that used to like talk to dead people and stuff, uh, the medium, Tyler, the medium, when he had that show, he told Chloe, and this was like three, four years ago. He told Chloe to watch out for someone with an M. I'm seeing an M just whenever you come across them, watch out, whatever, whatever. And obviously his name starts with an M. So I really hope this is nothing bad for her because she's went through Helen black, black, <laughs> not Helen black. She's went through Helen back and I just want the best for her. And, um, yeah, so that's, such a big deal because girl she look honestly she deserves everything and then some and people are so fucking stupid I cannot stand people people said she was so tired of Tristan that she turned to a white man and you know what do what you gotta do girl because Tristan I would be turned off too I'd be like girl I'm ready to go back to to my people I would be too because Tristan done done you dirty the black experience was not it he did not give you a good black experience I will say that we are so much better than that, Chloe. I promise you. I promise it. But anywho, I love that for her. And I'm here for it. And that's the two stories I had for you guys this week. And with that, we can go ahead and move on to the eye candy topic of the week, which I'm super excited for. Okay, so for those of you who are new here, the eye candy topic of the week is a hot topic and basically how we finish off the episode or get kind of close because this week I'm going down the Reddit hole at the end just to top it off a nice little ender. So this is the segment before we end. But anyway, it's how we kind of finish it off. And this week we're going to talk about my updated unpopular opinions. And this is all pop culture edition. It's about people. It's about the culture itself. It's about how I feel about celebrities, everything. And I'm super excited because I have so many like I literally have so many bullet points but I have to tell you guys all of them and I'm excited because it's about what I think and it's my show like you know what I'm saying so like okay anyway so let's tap in first of all you guys have attacked Kim K's bun ponytail hairstyle for the longest fucking time everybody every time somebody does something new you guys fucking hate it give it about three fucking months give it a year because she's been doing it for about three months give it a year all you hoes are going to be in that bun ponytail in seconds first of all if anyone can do it it's her i don't fucking hate it i think it's classy i think it's sleek if you don't want the hair out tuck it in if you don't want a bun then tuck it a little out like who gives a fuck that she likes the hairstyle i don't know why you guys always find something to say about kim kardashian and the kardashians in general like i said i'm a stan i'm a stan for the girls because at the end of the day they make money they have their own businesses i don't give a fuck how they came up i don't give a fuck how they did it they're winning okay and until i hear or find out something that they're like a part of the illuminati or a part of some weird ass shit or some weird sex trafficking ring, or whatever, until I find out some weird ass shit about them, I'll continue to be a stan. And that's just that. The Kim K new bun ponytail thing, love it. I think she's eating the girls up. And mind you, you have to think about it. She has like this new platinum ice hair color, which is also eating. She has this new like platinum ice hair color, and it's, I mean, it's hard to maintain. So it's probably a little damaged. Not that I see any damage, because I think she wears like 
really good blended extensions with the hair but like when she usually does that I notice it's shorter than usual so it's probably her real hair and it's probably better than having like your hair out in a ponytail and it getting frizzy and then it's not as like sophisticated as a bun so why not make it both she loves the hairstyle let her do it who gives a fuck about what you guys think at the end of the day you don't have enough money like her you don't have any <laughs> you're not Kim Cray okay you're not the girls Anyway, that's how I feel about that. Like, everybody shut the fuck up, literally. Like, she looks cute. Next, don't worry, darling, with Harry Styles. So, people are talking shit about it. If you're not a Harry Styles fan, then obviously, like, you hate it. Or you hate the idea of it and there was some drama around it or whatever, whatever. People are talking shit about it and think that, like, Harry Styles' voice is cringy. It's not the vibes. And I watched an edit of, like, Harry Styles arguing and Florence Pugh kind of, like, doing her acting girl thing and being a boss bitch, and I'm honestly here for it, like, I really, really am feeling this new movie, and I know the Harry Styles stands do not like the Olivia Wilde girl, but based off of the, based off of the commercials, and based off of the trailers, and the little clips that we get, I think that she's a good director, like, I actually think she's good at what she does, and I'm excited for this, because we all see Harry Styles do his thing when it comes to singing, like, we know that he has stage presence, whatever, whatever, but we've never seen him in a movie. So I think it's really exciting to see him in a different light. The only thing I will say is that he's not used to like actor type press. And I don't really think he's nailing the interviews. I think he's kind of over like the whole interview process. And because there was so much drama around it heavily, I think he's not a big fan of that either because he's so far removed out of drama in general. Like I never hear anything about Harry Styles or him doing anything weird. He's never in the news. Like he does his thing on stage. He has his hits. He has his fan base. And you don't hear from him until he steps back on that stage. And that's as a celebrity, like that's ideal. Like you want to be able to do what you love without people being so in your business and there's an element that I know I'm sure that they know comes with the whole celebrity status and all that but I'm just like I don't know I'm here for it like do your thing Harry Styles and if you want to date Olivia Wilde then do it like okay let's separate business and pleasure and all that like mind you I don't know about the whole Shia LaBeouf thing I don't really care like at this point I just don't care about it but all I'm going to say is, is like, if she wanted to put her man on and put him in a movie because she thought he would really eat the fuck up, then let her do it. Like, who cares? If you could put your man on, you would do it too for a check. So let them do what they do. But anyway, that's that on that. My next unpopular opinion. So like I said earlier, I said I had an unpopular opinion about Kendall Jenner. A lot of you guys always talk shit and think she's cringy. Like what I see the most on TikTok is y'all put a video of her being like, I'm such a nerd. Like I'm so this and that. And then you'll someone will stitch it and be like, girl, you're such a pick me or whatever, whatever. And I don't think she's as cringy as everybody thinks. And this, I feel like this because I watched the Jay Shetty interview with her talking to Jay Shetty about like mental health anxiety how she feels about things and you really get a deeper look into like why Kendall is the way she is I think Kendall is just very very private and she doesn't like she doesn't it doesn't look like she's good at expressing her emotions like to the public a lot of people are good at doing that I feel like like a lot of celebrities they can say oh I feel like this I feel like that but I feel like for Kendall Jenner she just likes to keep her private life private you know, and like we want to see celebrities talk about mental health. We want them to feel human. We want to connect with them. And I feel like this was the most perfect person and to like it was the perfect platform, the, per the perfect person to do it. And I like her. You know what I mean? Like, I really do. I don't think there's anything wrong with her. Like, does she not party a lot? Does she not do this? Does she not do that? Like, is she just really low key and just hang out with Devin Booker in the woods? Like, let the girl be. I'm here for it. I like her. And she might honestly be everything she says she is. Athletic. Like, the doctor probably really said, like, you are an athlete. She probably is a nerd and all of the above. But who gives a fuck? It's her, and that's what she likes to do. And I don't think she's as shallow as people think she is. Like, oh, she's so... Granted, I do think that celebrities can be tone deaf. I can. I do think that. When you grow up with so much money and so different from how society is, like, the middle class, lower class, or whatever the case is, like, when you're up there on the totem pole... The way you think is going to be different. And I think that's for us as people to help them learn like, hey, this is fucked up. And when they're adjusted, like, you know what? It was. I'm sorry. That does look pretty bad. We all fuck up. So the whole Pepsi commercial shit, like, obviously it was fucked up. And 
I don't know if she addressed it, honestly. I don't remember. But, like, she hasn't done it again, right? That's the point. Don't do it again. And it's been years since it's happened. I think that I think that Kendall Jenner is just private. And that's okay. Like, we don't have to know every reason why she, she is the way she is. If she's in an interview and she looks like she doesn't want to be there, like, girl, I get it. Like, you just want to be in your cute little bungalow home, rich-ass mansion, with your dogs, gorgeous dogs, by the way, with your NBA boyfriend and vibe out with your little model girlies and best friends, like do it. Who cares? Let the girl live. And that's why half you bitches want to be her. Stop. Like half the girls who talk shit, and it's mostly females, half the people that talk shit about celebrities, especially ones who are so high on the totem pole, who have money, who have style, who have the beauty, who have everything. Like, you guys want to be like that. Like, that's dead ass. The only reason why you're mad is because you're not there. And I hate bitches like that. It's like, that I don't, I hate it, okay? I don't like it. I like her, okay? And that's that. My next unpopular opinion. So I give so many fucks about New York Fashion Week, right? The fashion bloggers, the street styles, the celebrities, the OG fashion girlies. I fuck with the whole shebang. Like, my dream is I don't care if I'm literally in the third row. Like, please. Like, I will work for Fashion Week. I want to be there. I will, I will work the whole show. Like, get me in the back with the model girls. Okay, Bella Hadid, you got three looks. I'm helping you change. Like, I will be there. I want to be there in some way, shape, or form. Here's what I don't like and what kind of annoys me about it. And obviously, when I say I want to be there, like, I want to be there for the experience, put me in a look, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be there for real, you know? And the one thing that pisses me off is that because society is so influencer, popularity, cultured, I hate, and hate's a strong word, but here's what I, let me not say hate, I cannot stand that influencers, specifically the ones that don't have style or do not have their own style, like, they're not... Not that you, everyone has to be like this big, mega famous icon. Like anyone can be an icon. If you show up in something that nobody else thought of, or if you wear something a certain way that nobody else thought of, or if you're just that girl, period. I hate when girls, and not even girls, like influence in general, girls, guys, like anyone. I hate when they are invited to fashion week. Like, why are you invited to the Versace show at fashion week? You don't even stunt like that. Like, I hate that, bro, because it's like you have followers and that's the only reason why you're there. But that's not even like your, what's the word? That's not even like the, the place you're supposed to be. I know this is the wrong word, but it's not even like your demographic. You know, it's not even what you do. Like, you probably play Twitch and are famous because you thirst trap on TikTok and you're being invited to Fashion Week. You probably make goofy videos on TikTok and just days in the life or whatever and you can't dress and you're invited to fashion week like is this just a popularity contest or is it a stun on bitches contest like I thought it was a stun on bitches contest like every girl shows up like they're the ones that owns the room like that's what fashion week is if you're not a fashion girly pop or whatever the fuck pop boy pop whatever the fuck pop like if you're not popping period why the fuck are you there and that's just how I feel granted if I was an influencer <laughs> duh like where's my ticket like dead ass like I should be there so I'm like again I can admit that I'm saying this because like I want to be there but at the same time if I'm a tiktoker or whatever the fuck it is if I'm whatever influencer in general and this is not what I do. Like fashion is not how I go about business or it's not the reason why I'm famous or an influencer or whatever the fuck it is. Then why am I here? You know, like I feel like if I wasn't in a fashion, I wouldn't want to go to fashion week. It's just to say that you've been there and I get it. I totally get it. I just don't understand. You know, like, can we stop doing that? Like, I don't care if influencers go, TikTokers go, but if I know them like, oh yeah, they have good style. Like, duh, they should be there front row, put them there. But if you literally are not that person and you're just, you just have clout, like, why the fuck are they in fashion week? Why are y'all dressing these girls? You know how many girls on TikTok, 20K followers, 30K followers, half a mil, like, who literally do this shit and who inspire these big ones, these big ass TikTokers and influencers who should be there? That's just how I feel. You know, but who gives a fuck about my opinion? I'm just saying. Anyway, let's move on. So my other unpopular opinion Okay, this is going to be controversial. I just read it. 
My other unpopular opinion is that I don't think it's weird to wonder. Oh, my God. I'm kind of scared to say this because people think so heavily about this and someone's going to come for my neck. I don't think it's weird to wonder what private celebrities like ones that who don't like to be out in the media or whatever. I don't think it's weird to wonder what their kids look like. I think curiosity obviously kills the cat. Like we're curious. It's not weird to be curious. Like people be like people on the internet be like, I haven't seen blah, blah, blah's kid in so long. Like I really wonder who they favor. Like, is it blah, blah, blah or is it blah, blah, blah? Like, I don't think it's weird to wonder that. And I hate when celebrities be like, you guys are so weird for wondering what my child looks like. That's honestly disgusting. How was that weird? Like, I don't think that's weird. Do you think that's weird? I don't think it's weird to wonder what a celeb kid looks like, a celeb kid looks like, especially if like you grew up watching that celeb and you're like, oh my God, I'm just so curious. Like, do they look more like this or more like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not weird. I think it's weird when people bully celebrities online and they're like, bro, why haven't you showed your kids yet? The fuck? Like, you should have been put it. Like, it's weird for y'all to not respect their privacy. That's where it's weird. I don't think it's weird to be curious and to wonder, but I do think it's weird to not respect the fact that we will probably never see these kids, you know, never. And that's totally fine. And that's not the problem. That's not the problem that I have. That's I think it's I get upset when celebs act celebs act like it's weird to be curious because I've seen shit happen like that. Like, it's not weird to be curious. Like, bitches, we're curious. Everyone's curious all the fucking time. Celebs insta stalk, too. We're all just curious. OK, that's not weird to me. That actually didn't sound as bad coming out as much as I thought it was. So that's my opinion. It's weird to not respect their privacy. It's not weird to wonder and be curious. And that's just that. A next thing. So I don't think, or next unpopular opinion. I don't find SNL funny. I don't. I really don't. I don't know what it is. Like you have the funniest comedians on there, right? Like all-star comedians. And it's not funny. Like, I'd rather just watch a stand-up show. I don't get the sketches, and I get they're supposed to be funny and supposed to be relatable and real world, but, and but and then y'all put celebrities in it. Like, they don't act. Like, they're not comedians either. Like, I just think it's so fake, and it's so, like, I don't know. It's phony. It's like you guys have, like, the fake laugh thing or whatever, so it looks like and sounds like someone's laughing in the background. To me, it's just not funny. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's Okay. It's dated. It's corny. I think in the 70s, like, I was here for it. In the 80s, I might be here for it. Like, ooh, I'm about to go home and watch SNL in 1982. But, like, in 2023, like, let's switch it up a bit. You know, we've been doing the same shit for, like, 30, 30 years. I think it's time for us to kind of, you know what I mean? I feel I feel like it's time for them to, like, take a different angle because they're doing the same shit that was they were doing in the 70s. Like, they haven't changed a damn thing about SNL. And I think what, they, what I like the most is, like, okay – to see your favorite celebrity or your favorite musician or whatever, your favorite, yeah, celebrity in general. To see them be on a show and see them outside of, like, what you're used to. So, like, Billie Eilish going on SNL and you see her sing, but you never really get to see, like, her interact with other celebs or be funny or whatever the case is. I think it's cool to see that. But, like, if we're going to call it SNL, like, oh, my God, it's supposed to be hilarious. And you're not going to do those fake laughs. I think that's what is annoying because it's, like, it's not, it's all fabricated and not real you know? So that's that. My next unpopular opinion, (laughs) this is my favorite one actually, because I feel so heavily about this. And I just thought about it. I'm like, anyway, let me get into it. Celebs that live in New York City are way cooler than celebs that live in LA. Let me elaborate. So I feel like it takes a very strong person to live in New York, just the hustle and bustle, the people, like the city itself, the concrete jungle, just the fast paced moving life. I think it takes a really tough person to live in New York. LA is just like, oh my God, who's more popular? Juices. Like, oh my God. Like, it's just, to me, LA is just so filled with like fake people. It's not real to me. Granted, like if I had to move to LA to work, I would, but it's not my first choice. You know what I mean? And I've actually never been either. So this is just an outsider perspective. I've never been. I've just looked. I've been in New York. I've never been to LA. So let me also clarify that. But I feel like celebs in New York City are just real. Like, you know what I mean? Like whenever you see celebs like walking on the street and stuff, it's like they look like normal people. Earphones in, in a casual outfit. They don't care. They're about to get a, go get a bagel or some pizza. Like 
it's just giving real. Like, I feel like if you live in New York, immediately I think of you as a human. Anyone that lives in L.A. that's a celebrity, like, automatically, I think you're a robot. Like, you know, as soon as you step outside your house, paparazzi is going to be there. And you dress to impress because, you know, it's going to be on the Internet. People in New York City, they're like, this could be a paparazzi could find me walking down the street in my bedtime clothes and I'm going to do it. And because I live in New York, like, it's fine. You live in New York City. Who cares? You know what I mean? New York City people are way cooler in general to me, honestly. Like, I just feel like New York City is like, they're all real. And I'm not super familiar with the boroughs and what part's cooler and this and that. But all I'm going to say is, like, if you're a celeb and you live in New York, like, obviously, you're that bitch, you know? Like, anyone can live in L.A. And if you live in L.A., like, you just want attention. Like, you want that. And granted, like, the jobs are out there. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, like... Like I said, it takes a tough person to live in New York City, and especially being a celebrity, it's even harder. Because you got to deal with people recognizing you on the street. You got to deal with paparazzi recognizing you on the street. Like, you know, let me also clarify that, because when I said it, it sounded a certain way. Not saying that life is easier for celebrities in New York City than than other regular people. Not saying that, because... The regular people in New York City, y'all be trying to make bread, y'all be hustling, respect. But I'm saying as a celeb with status, I feel like it's a hard place to live. And I feel like if you have the guts to live there, like, you're automatically a cool-ass person. And I mean, that that goes for anybody. I think, let me generalize that, because it was about celebs, because this is pop culture edition. But I think people in general that live in New York City are way cooler than people in L.A., like, I know I'd make a whole group of friends in New York City. I'd probably meet one real bitch and the whole entire group around me is fake. That's just how I feel. Moving on. My next unpopular opinion is about nepotism. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a hierarchy. It's like, let me find the definition. Because you know how you know what something means, but you don't know, like, the definition of it? So nepotism is the practice among those who power influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. So you hear the word and term nepotism a lot when it comes to celebrities. The whole nepotism thing, I think it's the way the cookie crumbles. And I honestly don't care. Like, okay, so Hailey Bieber had famous parents. Cool. That's probably why she was able to step into modeling like that. If you were able to do the same thing and not have to climb the ladder and you could just skip about five steps, you would do it. Like, I don't get why we have to get on celebrities' ass, like, you and have to demean their accomplishments because they didn't start from the bottom and work their way up. Granted, I respect so much. I respect five times more a person that could start from the very bottom and build their way up by themselves. However, I respect the person for even doing it and stepping outside their comfort zone and going for that job because at the end of the day, they get the same criticism. People, it's us. It's us as people. We're the criticism. So, period. They have to deal with something either way. And I just don't think we have to shit on celebrities because they had money to start with. Like, if we look, if someone looks up to Kim Kardashian because she started five different businesses and shit, honestly, where she came from with that sex tape, which is a whole different thing I hear about. So, I'm not even going to tap into that because I don't know what's true and what's not. But all I'm going to say is, is that, excuse me. All I'm going to say is I, I don't care where someone comes from. Like, if you did that shit, then good for you. Like, celebrity businesses fail all the time. Like, it's trial and error. But if you're able to make something successful and that people like, we get to benefit off that shit because it's for the people. 818, we get to benefit. Road Beauty, we get to benefit. Kylie Cosmetics, we get to benefit. Skims, we get to benefit. Why the fuck are y'all mad? We would never have it if they didn't make it. And you're mad because they didn't have to climb a ladder? Like, literally, go find something to do. That's what I think. Find something to do. You're, you're bored and you're mad. Stop being mad and go get your ass up and work. <laughs> anyway, the next unpopular opinion. I have three more and we're getting out of here. Cancel culture is so, so stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. To expect celebrities to be perfect because they have a platform is bullshit and hypocritical. And I think that about anything. Like, even when you're like, I think that about friendships, even though it's not the same. I think about relationships. I think that about everything. Like, for you to be like, fuck that person for fucking up. But if they try to, like, go to you and make shit right. And you're like, fuck them, da 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 Like, you can't expect everybody to just be pitch perfect for you. You know what I mean? And to expect celebrities to be perfect just because they have a platform. Granted, we should all be mindful and be careful about what we post on social media. But I think awareness 
is everything. If you want the person who honestly didn't know this was something bad, it's different. If it's unintentionally hurting somebody's feelings or unintentionally saying something, then that's fair. You know, it's like, okay, like, come on now. Like, we should be able to, like, let them bounce back. But if it's something disrespectful, like, that's totally different. We got to reevaluate because last time I checked, we all learned the same shit. You don't say that. You know what I mean? But to cancel somebody for, for not being educated is not fair. If you want someone to stop doing something, I think it's fair to give them a chance. Okay, everyone says this is not right. They're like, whoa, I apologize. That's fucked up. Let's let them move on with life. If they do it again, that's where we cancel. Even still, it's like, why the fuck? Granted, I think certain people don't deserve a platform. Like I said, there's there's layers to this shit. But I think when it comes to simple things, and this is what I'm talking about, cancel culture. Like if someone says something and it wasn't right, but also you didn't know it was right. Like honestly, so when that whole thing, when Lizzo had said that slur, I don't remember what the word is. I just know it starts with an S. I think it starts with an S. When she said that slur, I honestly didn't think it was bad. And I don't remember the word right now, but I remember reading it somewhere. And I was like, I had no idea that was like a slur. Granted, now we all know. But when y'all immediately started to cancel Lizzo about the slur, it was crazy to me. Because I think everyone was like, oh, this is bad? Question mark? Like, I had no idea either. So I think it's not fair for us to cancel people, especially if they're not educated. Educate them first. Make them aware of the issue. And that's that. If they do it again, then fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me can't get fooled again. You know what I'm saying? Period. Anyway. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I had to pull that real quick. I've always wanted to say it. But anyway, let's move on. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I can't talk. Like, I literally have cotton mouth. Every time I get on this mic, I have cotton mouth. Cancel culture is bullshit. To a degree. We can cancel people that don't deserve a platform. Let's do that. But we all have to collectively know, like, this person. Like, R. Kelly, we should never see your face outside of jail again. Like, cancel the fuck out of him. You know what I'm saying? But, like, canceling Lizzo for something she probably wasn't aware of, that's not fair. And that's what I'm talking about. There's a difference. Next unpopular opinion. I love people that do the most. And what I mean by that is, like, I like people that, like, honestly... Like, who don't give a fuck. Like, oh my gosh, like, you're really doing a lot right now, girly. Like, cut it out. But at the same time, it's like, damn, like, you're, like, actually that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I could never, don't get me wrong, but I love that for you. So, I have an example in my head of somebody who does the most. And people think she does the most. And she, you know, she's just all over the place, right? Nikita Dragon. I actually love that bitch. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I just like how she can show up anywhere and, like, oop, Nikita's here. Like, she's that girl. And she knows it. Like, I love that for her. I think it was weird and a little below her to show up on the um, Netflix Hype House show. I was like, this isn't really, like, Nikita is so much more than that to me. You know what I mean? And when I saw her show up, I was like, you know what? Let her do this fucking Netflix show. Because if you could find a way to seep into a Netflix show, you would do it too. But every time she came in the room, it was like money, glam, bad bitch and all these other kids are just like puny and small to me like as soon as Nikita steps in the room everyone else is like two feet tall and the bitch is six seven like I just love a bitch that can step into the room and take a hold of it and I followed her on Instagram because she just recently moved to New York so obviously like I said she's cool and I'm now obsessed and she went to Carol G's concert and she keeps posting stuff about like at this steakhouse or whatever. She might have like a partnership or she's just cool with the people. But she knows she's that girl and she goes to sleep in bed at night knowing that she stunts on these hoes. And I love that. Like pussy stunt to the max. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing, I think this is where I really fell in love with her. And then I really kind of came to this thought like I love people that are so extra she did a video on TikTok of her laying in bed. She gets up and she, like the frame keeps going to like her walking and all you hear is her heels like, oh my God, like sensory overload. I love that sound. But um, all you hear is like her feet on her hardwood floor and she's just walking, just walking, just walking, opens the, uh, opens her fridge and I think she gets water. I don't know. She gets something out of her fridge, walks all the way back to her room, lays down. And I'm just like, bitch, you're that girl. Like you're that girl. Like that's all you have to do for me that's it we're done next caller just kidding you're the caller you're the next call 
you're the next call girl anyway last unpopular opinion I don't give two AFs about Jeffrey Dahmer. He was a serial killer and a creep, a murderer, a pervert, all of the above, everything you could think, a cannibal, everything you can think of, he was. Why the fuck do we keep giving? Can we cancel? Can we please cancel Jeffrey Dahmer? I almost said Jeffrey Star. He already had his moment. Can we please cancel Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, why the fuck do we keep giving him a platform? Why do we need to keep knowing about this story? It's We're like four or five movies in, y'all. Four or five TV shows slash movies in. Like, why the fuck do we keep giving him a platform to show that he used to do this to people? Like, why are you guys giving other serial killers ideas? I don't get that. Stop making movies. Stop making TV shows. I'm going to give this Netflix series a pass because Evan Peters, honestly, he should have been the first one to do it. That's it. Evan Peters should have been the only and first one to be Jeffrey Dahmer. And we should have just left it at that. I don't know why we keep making shit about Jeffrey Dahmer. Y'all have all these other serial killers to be obsessed with. And you're obsessed with the worst one. Like, why don't we make a movie about Pablo Escobar? Like, if y'all want to find someone who does some crazy ass shit, make a movie about him. Why JD? Why? You know? Like, and everyone on, is like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to watch. Oh my gosh, Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix is so good, low key. Like, I'm not watching that shit. Good vibes only. If it's not Disney Plus, it's nothing. Like, I'm dead ass not turning that shit on. Like, I kid you not, every time I step into my house, because I came across another video at night on TikTok of someone saying, some family in Hawaii, like, they went out of town or something and they came back and someone was living in the, like, in a room or in a closet in their house for a week and they never knew. And he was trying, like, he eventually wanted to kill them and make them, quote unquote, perfect humans. Like, now, every time I step into my house, I'm locking doors. Like, a knife right next to me. Am I in the kitchen? Like, dead ass? I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Like, I can't even sit and watch a five-second video on TikTok about something that happened 10 years ago. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I don't care about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, it's so weird how obsessed you guys are about this shit. Granted, I love a good true crime it's a vibe. I like it. I just, I'm not here for it all the time though. You know what I mean? I feel like the only person I can really watch or listen to that talks about true crime is Bailey. Bailey, Bailey Sarin, I think. Oh, she's a queen. I hate that I got her last name wrong. Bailey on um, YouTube. She does makeup. It's like murder and makeup mysteries or something like that. She's the only one I can listen to because the way she tells the story is like, her voice is so cute. And then she's doing these cool makeup looks. And the vibe is not eerie. It's just like, ooh, I'm learning about something, like, in school. You know? Like, I can do that. And she's doing makeup. Like, you know what I mean? But to sit and watch some really, like, heavy shit in a whole series, like, I don't want it anymore. And dead ass, like, you guys are just trying to do this to make money. Like, that's the only reason why people keep making shit, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer this, Jeffrey Dahmer that. And I think the other movies flopped. I don't think they were, like, a big deal. But you put Evan Peters in anything, and bitches are here for it. Like, they love the fuck out of that man. And I get it. He's talented. But anyway, that is it. Damn. I really ran that hoe. I had a lot of unpopular opinions, y'all. And y'all might hate me for it. Y'all might love me. Y'all might agree. Y'all might not. But that's why they're unpopular opinions. And this was just pop culture edition. I'm going to do different editions every time. But pop culture, I feel like I had the most heavy unpopular opinions about because I really feel like y'all do too much honestly like I don't get why you guys care too much I don't get why you guys like want people to say this want to make their platform like y'all would y'all could never handle the heat you know what I mean like y'all can never handle the heat I don't even think I could so I don't get why we keep attacking people for being humans I don't so that's it for the eye candy topic of the week and now I want to tap into something a little different so I usually used to do down the reddit hole before the eye candy topic but I want to try doing it at the end of the episode because I feel like it's a cool way to end it like a little advice segment a little cool read whatever whatever so since it's the fourth week of the month the second and fourth week I want to do down the reddit hole or candy grams if you guys send in letters and stuff like that like advice whatever the case is and I'll tell you guys where to send that at the end of the episode this week we're going to do a reddit topic in the subreddit of I think it's advice relationship advice so we're going to tap into that And that's how we're going to end off this week's episode. And let's go right into it. 
All right, you guys, so this week we're going down the relationship advice subreddit, and this one's titled Cheating Fiance Over Instagram DMs. It's a little bit of a lot, so bear with me. Not even sure what to say. I don't frequent Reddit besides for stock information. On my birthday, my fiance of two years sat me down and told me a guy on Instagram sent her inappropriate DMs and she blocked him. Okay, fine. If that was the end of it, no big deal, right? Except the next day, she said, well, actually, it was a little more than that. And I want to be fully honest with you. He said those things and I told him it made me horny and then I blocked him. (gasps) Okay, there's more. So I left our house, needed time to think, came back later after driving all around and slept on the couch. I talked to her again and found out yet again she was lying more. They were going back and forth, flirting over a week, talking about how she thinks of him in the shower, touching herself, three counts of half-truths and lies. And it took me a while to pry out of her for longer than... Wait, it took me out... It took me a while to pry out of her. It was longer than she let on. She said it's her medications, mental health, boredom, and she's so sorry and wants to seek therapy and do anything to make it better and delete social media. I wouldn't care half as much if it weren't for lying. I feel disrespected and I've got a bit of toxic masculinity going on, so it's hard for me to swallow my pride and accept this. Keep in mind, this all happened over Instagram. This guy doesn't even live near us. And if she's to be trusted, there wasn't any images or videos or anything else going on. Just words. So is this sufficient enough to leave her? The issue is we live together and have a dog together and obviously are engaged. Yikes. And then he said, TLDR, fiance cheated on me, told me half half the truth and got caught up in several lies, presumably over fear of losing me, then blamed it on manic episodes and medications. So mental health is really important to me, right? I think it's super important. What I think is not fair is to use mental health as a cop out. And this is what I think this was like, there's like, you cannot use mental health as a reason for cheating. Like you can't do that. You know what I mean? Like if you said, oh, well, our relationship is this and that and said, look, I've been feeling like this in our relationship. If it was that conversation, then let's talk. But it's not like you're literally blaming it on your mental health as if your manic episodes are the reason why you said you're horny and touching yourself in the shower. That's not manic. You know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Like, that's not okay. Number one. And I get it. Like, as a partner perspective, like you care about your partner's mental health. You care about them. You know, and she said, I'm going to seek therapy and this and that. It just sounds like something I've heard before. You know, not to me personally or in a situation that I've been in, but it sounds like something that we've all heard before in a movie or in a story or shit in a Reddit post. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to seek therapy and this and that. Like, didn't Tristan Thompson say the same shit and manically cheated on her like five other times? Like, no, we can't keep using that as an excuse. And if it is your mental health, let's just say it really is your mental health. I don't think that's fair for somebody else to have to deal with that shit. So I think this is a really good reason to leave her because you don't know what else she's lying about. And again, assuming this is the truth, we're assuming that she didn't send videos or anything like that. I mean, honestly, enough to like, it will be enough for me for me to hear that you got horny and were touching yourself in the shower. That to me, like I would get toxic masculinity too. What bitch you touching yourself to if it's not me? Like the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Like I, that's that's so crazy to me. And honestly, I feel so bad for this person because it's like not fair to them. You're now engaged and you're a soon to be wife or how, how did this dynamic work? Fiance is a female. Okay. Your soon to be wife is now talking about getting horny and touching herself to other dudes. Like what the fuck is going on? This is a good reason to call off an engagement. I'll say that. This is a good reason not to get married right now. There's a lot that she needs to clearly figure out because there should be no reason why you're you have the fiance label and you're over here touching yourself and getting horny to other dudes. Like if it's not your man, it should be nobody else. Dead ass. This is a really good reason to leave her. Honestly, I think it's a really great reason. So what I love to do is I love to look at the comments, see if they're aligned with me. So I'm gonna read one comment. This one says, this is more than enough to leave her. She cheated on you, strike one. She tried to lie about it multiple multiple times, strike two. She then tried to make all these excuses about her mental health and medication, like I said, causing it to try and manipulate you into feeling bad for holding her accountable for her actions. I know that sounds harsh, but it's unpleasant truth, strike three. That's what I said. I was like, I care about mental health. However, this looks like manipulation because I don't think manic episodes, I've never had one, but I don't think manic episodes make you just cheat and touch on yourself. That's cheating. It's cheating. You don't have to be in a bed with somebody and lay in the bed with the enemy to cheat. 
You talk to the enemy. That's cheating. So the person also said, marrying this woman or continuing a relationship with her is just accepting that you're going to be with someone who has no issue disrespecting you and lying to you about it. In this relationship for your own sake, before she continues to cause you unhappiness and trust issues. And then somebody else said, do not marry her. And then the guy responded. Oh, he responded. The guy responded and said, I took away the ring. I should have mentioned that. Perfect. So I'm glad you caught off the engagement. I'm assuming you taking the ring is calling that off. Good. I think for your mental health, because it's about yours too, for your mental health, you need to reevaluate if you want to be with this lady anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you should reevaluate. Fuck. I cannot talk. Just more spit keeps coming up in my mouth. Um, I think you need to reevaluate this relationship and if this is someone you want to call a life partner. So I'm glad you took away the ring. I wish you the best. I'm so sorry this happened to you. I wish you healing. Um, I wish her therapy. And that will wrap up this week's Reddit post. Let's wrap up the episode. I'm not going to lie, you guys. This is Eye Candy Podcast. This is what I want to do. This is the type of content I want to put out. Um, I know when it, I really, really enjoy the episode when I don't want it to end. And I always say this because obviously we're a little sweet here. It's bittersweet. I love talking to you guys, but I got to go. I got to scram. But before I do, I'm going to do some call outs. If you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me at iCandyPodcast. If you want to follow my personal Instagram, you can at, at LondonAlei, A-L-E-I. If you want to send me any questions, crazy stories, or feedback. And of course, if you would like to remain anonymous, I will call you Tanya. If your name is Ricky, you can at iCandyPodcast at gmail.com. And if you listen to this full episode or listen to other episodes, or if you listen to a second, please go rate me five stars. Please, babes. I need it. I need it. And I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this new format. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I had so much fun making this episode. Once again, this is London LA and this is the iCandy Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.